lost my mother. But now I'm I'm dealing with these negative forces that I didn't even know existed, that I didn't believe in before, and now I'm forced to forced to deal with them. But it was kind of like a blessing in disguise because I it sent me down a rabbit hole. It's you know it sent me. I had to figure out a way to to do something about this, and the only way to do that was to open my mind. And for one, talk about it. I didn't want to talk about it because I was scared of the ridicule that I was certainly going to get from my friends and family. And two, I just, you know, it just sounds crazy. You know, I didn't I didn't even want to talk about it because I didn't want to sound crazy even to myself. So finally, I opened my mouth and I, I decided to tell my father, you know, what was happening to me at night. And it was just the second, the moment I decided to do something about it and tell somebody, the universe provided help. Like, like some, you know, it sent me down this path and, and I was introduced to, you know, simple things that I could handle at the time, like Reiki energy healing and there's certain small things, but it all led to something bigger that allowed me to realize that I could actually do something about these attacks and I didn't have to play victim to it. And then it turned into something beautiful after that. You know, it's been a roller coaster. It wasn't like I just poof, had this magic wand and they were gone. You know, there's a lot of lessons in it for me that I now realize I had to go through. And if I hadn't gone through all that, it was almost like training. And if I hadn't gone through all that, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be the person I am today. And honestly, it gave me lots of wisdom as far as, you know, the topics that we cover on a podcast and a lot of insight and knowledge about these subjects that you can only gain by experiencing them and not reading about them. So I, I ultimately think it was a blessing. And, you know, it's a long story. It's a long journey. But it was um, it was a death of my mother to kick things off. And that was in that was in 2011. So um, it's been a while. It's been a long road. But uh, yeah, I didn't really I wouldn't say I fully like woke up to the reality of the situation here on the planet until about 2017, 2018. I wouldn't say that's, that's not until I really snapped out of it. And, and I finally just embraced it and went down, you know, I just, you know, here's my old life and here's my new path. And all my old friends were over here thinking I was nuts and needing intervention and all that stuff. But, um, and on this path over here is where I eventually met Aaron and that's how journey of the truth started. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if, uh, how much you want me to get into or how much time we have, but I'll turn it over to Aaron so he can, you know, tell his story. Yes, please. And we'll come back, Tyler. This is just the beginning. We're just at the beginning. So, but definitely want to know about an aspect of your journey, Aaron, and then how it converged the two of you and create how Journey to Truth became became to be, uh, the birth of it. So, Aaron, if you would choose. Uh, choose. <laughs> If you cho you have chosen, you're here. Yeah. If you would please <laughs> share with us. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I guess I'll I'll try to be as brief as possible with my story, and then go into how we formed during the truth. Um, so as Tyler said, we we had almost had opposite in a way upbringings. Not really, because um, Tyler, you said you you had Christian uh, family, like well, one half Catholic and then the other half Christian, but you were kind of just like forced to do it and then you didn't resonate and then you got away from it. Whereas like I went the other route. So I had a very Christian family. Uh, we, I grew up going to, we went to this huge Baptist church and uh, I embraced it. I did the other route. So I like became very devout Christian and um, 
you know, my, I had an older brother, a few years older that I, I was always kind of following his footsteps and looked up to him and stuff. I think that might've been part of it too. Um, but I, I, I just embraced it and, you know, became Christian and went to baptize and all that and got involved in like the youth group. And I was like that kid, you know? Um, and I got really, I started playing guitar when I was like 11, joined my first band when I was 18 with uh, like Christian bands at first. And um, yeah, so that, that was kind of my upbringing. Um, and then when I was 25, is the first time I really started like questioning my own beliefs for the first time. And like these light bulbs were going off of like, why do I, why do I actually believe what I believe? And kind of realizing I had never, I had never um, formed my own beliefs. Really. I had kind of just accepted the package that was handed to me as the full truth. Right. And where there was, I realized there was truth in it. And I had experienced the, the divine, I experienced God and, you know, certain things that I knew was truth because I had experienced it. But I, I suddenly was like, I don't think I'm being told the whole truth or there's a lot more outside of this box, you know? So I kind of like started just doing research and realized the Bible's full of mistranslations and there's tons of stuff left out of it and edited and all kinds, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. And that, um, it's not as simple as like, we live this one life and then we go one other place for all eternity. Like, that's not how it works. I'm like, it makes way more sense that I realized reincarnation was edited out of the Bible. It was left out on purpose for, cause it had to be a, like a control system, you know? So I'm like, yeah, that makes may, makes way more sense that we're eternal beings that like the true us is the eternal being in this like temporary experience we're having. And then we have other experiences as other types of beings and, you know, we, other dimensions of reality, other levels and stuff. And then I, I kind of just went down every rabbit hole I could find. Cause I was just suddenly like I was out of the box I was in my whole life and, and like everything was possible all of a sudden, like I wanted to know about aliens <laughs> if they're real or, you know, um, uh, you know, all the spiritual information that, that we know. And like, um, so I kind of just went down every rabbit hole I could find. I found David Icke, was one of the first, um, well, first I kind of went down the 3D rabbit holes of like, I realized there's this global cabal as we call the Illuminati. And that was like behind the scenes, controlling things and manipulating and trying to do the new world order. And I was watching like Alex Jones, you know, back then. And, uh, and then I started, and then I found David Icke and like David Wilcock and Dolores Cannon and uh, Jordan Maxwell and Alex Collier and, um, Greg Braden. And I, I started kind of like going down all those rabbit holes and realizing, wait, there's a lot more going on here than even that, you know, that's just like one thing on one level. And there's ETs, you know, that are here and that are all over the universe, which made way more sense to me than that. We're just this one race <laughs> on this one planet in this vast universe. It doesn't make any sense. You know, I was like, well, yeah, of course. Why did I never, why did that light bulb never go off until now that you know, something doesn't make sense with that, you know, but so anyway, so yeah, I had, that was like the year of my big awakening. I had the dark night of the soul, the ego death, and I had to like find my true self and like grow, you know, and uh, so I, I was going through that, but I had no one else in my life to talk to about any of the stuff. My bandmates at my band at the time was a bunch of atheist guys, kind of like Tyler was saying with his friends and they would poo-poo all this stuff. I, a couple of times I tried to like bring up some stuff and they would just kind of poo-poo it and make fun of it 
And I was like, okay, I can't talk to them about any of this stuff. My parents, my mom was like worried about me at the time at first thinking I was getting into like demonic stuff or whatever, you know? And I kind of had, uh, but I was always like trying to tie it into the Bible because it's all the stuff is in there when you, when you have eyes to see, when you, you know, when you read the Bible with a different lens, it's like, there's ETs all over the Bible. There's craft described. There's, you know, there's uh, even reincarnation a, a few times, even made it through um, and all kinds of stuff. They talk about the third eye, the pineal gland, you know, um, it's all in there. So I was always trying to relate stuff to the Bible and my mom could eventually see that I was in a really good place that I was actually like better than I had ever been, you know, and happier and all the rest of it. So, um, and then my dad started like watching ancient aliens and getting like, he, he's, he's like, he fully believes in ETs and things that, but he still, he still holds on to the Christian narrative. Like Jesus is my savior. Uh, but he's like, I can talk to him now about ETs and, and a lot of stuff that my mom just doesn't, she can't, <laughs> you know, she can't go there and uh, she won't go beyond just like the 3D kind of political stuff. And that's like, you know, I'm like, mom, there's so much more going on than just that, you know. But anyways, I spent about five years in isolation with this information. And then I went to my first conference in 2017 in the Mount Shasta area called Eclipse of Disclosure. And it was like Corey Good and kind of his people he was working with put it on at the time. And uh, that conference pretty much changed my life again. Like that was like the next point where my life was changed because I connected for the first time ever with people uh, like all of us here, like on that level, you know, and I, it just completely changed my life. And that's all I wanted to do from that point on was to keep connecting with people that were at that level, you know, and the, ne the very next year, they, that conference moved to Loveland, Colorado, and uh, it was kind of like the, the sequel to that conference, so to speak. And that's the conference I met Tyler at. And he was there with his dad. And I didn't know either of them at the time. Uh, they were like about to go on this hike. It was at this beautiful ranch. And they were about to go to, on a hike, just like on the property. And they were just asking me to go with them. And I was like, yeah, sure. And then found out we all lived in St. Louis. So it's a total synchronicity. So that, you know, I don't think it was a accident that you know that happened it was like the universe divinely orchestrated it and that's so tyler and i after that conference started hanging out and had we wanted to do something didn't really know what and i had the idea for a podcast and it just kind of like clicked like yeah that's it that sounds like you know we just knew that was it so had no idea what we were doing we just jumped in started uh made it made a decision to like do it once a week and we would just reach out to different people that we had met to ask them to be guests on the show. And the universe just, it's been the best way to do it. For us ever since. And it's like, we jumped into this river that the universe had for us. And it's like been just flowing ever since and, mm -hmm. and growing. And now we're doing our own conferences that you're about to be a speaker at. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. Incredible. I, I want to see, I just want to observe a two synchronicity here or two parallel first, both of your background are very similar beginning. It's just Tyler, you went like out of it first. Aaron, mm -hmm. you embraced went, it. And I went, yeah. Yeah, right. But the fact is that those two opposite scale still help you to bring you back to a point of awakening where you were you met at a conference in Colorado that was a sequel. And it's all about UFO disclosure, opening the field. And in 
that's synchronicity number one I'm observing. Number two is that Jeff and I, us two, it was through a conference, but it was contact in the desert at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a few, quite a few years ago. And you remember Jeff, always, always remember, of course, when you came to, Jeff came to my booth and his intergalactic group came and stood in front of him and looked at me and says, who are you? What do you want with him? And they were very protective of Jeff. They wanted me to understand who he was to them and how they were very protective of him and loving him and who he really was at a soul level. And that was the beginning. And us too, one day my octarian father says, well, you will be creating a podcast around the voice of the star beings and your call is going to be Jeff. I'm like, he is? Yes, he is. And at the same time, Jeff was receiving similar message from his Ponty group going, oh, you're going to be out there speaking. And you go like, oh, no way. He goes, oh, yes, you are. And then our message, we send each other emails talking about it. And that was the beginning of the Infinite Star Connection podcast. So I just want to observe the synchronicity. Uh, don't you think, Jeff, any thought about that? Yeah, actually, I was just thinking about that, too, because, you know, I, I actually hate doing this stuff, you know, because I, I, I hate being on camera to begin with. Um, I'm more of a research guy, but... Uh, it's interesting and we're totally separate. She's a spiritual one and I'm more the ET guy and the nuts and bolts, you know, so you guys are very similar in what the hell we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And, it, and it's both of those things are just, you know, different aspects of, of the truth of reality. You know, it's like, it's all, it's all connected. They all overlap at some point in time. It's all connected. Right. Exactly. It's not one or the other. It's, it's both. Yeah, right. Exactly. Precisely. The only difference is that my background is very different. I I have none of that earthly religious mm -hmm. background. For me, it's always been very super cosmic, and my family have always been super embracing uh, mm -hmm. the intergalactics, obviously, because they've been in communication with my my Arcturian delegations for a long time, well before my arrival. So I have a very different experience but I love to hear both of you, your journey or your beginning and to understand that I can see that the soul level that you chose to go that route to better understand the foundation of what the 3D dimensional matrix reality is made of for you to emerge from it and says, oh, wait a minute, I'm going to choose to step into a higher form of consciousness. And I think it's you, Aaron, who mentioned both. It made never sense to me to know that the Earth was an isolated planet with only life on it. It's completely right. irrational if mm -hmm. you think about it. Yeah. Right. right. So I got a question for both of you, and there's no orders. You can go by any of you at any time. After this awakening and then, of course, the conference, Shasta, then Colorado, and moving on to Journey to Truth, have you had personal, more direct in interconnection or an experience with uh, a star being or an extraterrestrial being. Yeah, I, I have, I mean, that's kind of how it started for me was the experiences, but they were in the, the bad guys, right? The negative guys. And it wasn't until I realized I could do something about that. Then, then the good ones showed up and uh, it was, it was something that, you know, innately, I, I always knew, like even growing up, I was into Star Wars, all the sci-fi. I believed in the ETs, uh, Bigfoot, the paranormal. I believed in all that stuff, which is ironic. I think I ended up 
falling into the uh, atheist category because I never, I, I felt like I never fit in and I would always change who I was to fit in with a certain crowd. So I liked these people and I just changed who I was to hang, to fit in with them. And that's kind of how I fell into that, but it was always in me. So uh, as I woke up, I realized, you know, this is, um, it, it wasn't that hard for me to wake up, like realize it. Cause it was always there. It wasn't like I had this, like this pushback. So I did, um, it, it was in 2018 when, you know, you start listening to interviews and people start talking about all of these encounters and like, you just dream about like, man, I would love to have some sort of experience like that. Even though I did have a lot, actually, I just didn't really consider it at the time to be that profound until I look back on it now. But the the first real encounter that I had was um, I had this inner earth. Well, this being that I believe was from inner earth um, phase into my house, into my basement uh, in the middle of the night. And and it was it's this whole amazing story. And, and she gave me this telepathic message. And and that was the first time I like I'm like, OK, <clears throat> Like I had to go back to the drawing board. Like I knew I believed in, you know, some of this stuff, but I just, you don't ever expect it to show up right in front of you. So you, you try and explain it away a million different ways, but what happened happened. And, and uh, that was only the beginning. I've, I've had experiences up on craft. I've had, you know, suppressed memories come back of missions. I've been on places I've been. Uh, I, I, it's quite a story, you know, and that, that's why Aaron and I are actually both individually writing a book right now to tell that story. Um, although I have no idea if I'll ever finish it, but um, there's a lot that's been happening. So and to answer your question, yes, I have encountered a number of different beings at this point. Um, and it's been pretty amazing, sometimes terrifying, but it's it's all part of it. And I think everything is just like a stepping stone to get you to the next level. Yeah. Now, you know, people ask me that, too, about are they real? I said, you know, when when you come face to face with an extraterrestrial, I am not talking about a gray. I'm talking about an actual physical touchy feely ET. It does change your perspective on everything. And most of the time it's for the good. But I can totally concur with that. Yeah. And, and the first time that woman appeared, it was, you know, you talk, we're talking about the, you said the grays, which is a very, um, very lower, lower dimensional 3d drone program life form, you know, well, there's, there's many different types of gray like beings. There's not just one, but what most people say when they say gray is what you just well, I mean, there's a reason that the the gray head alien is literally everywhere you look in right. in society. Like that's the one that they want you to, to think of they, when you think right. of ETs. They that's don't want you to think stuff. of another human-looking, higher-dimensional being right. um, that looks almost exactly like you, but just maybe subtle differences. Differences, and that's what who phased into my basement. But it wasn't fully physical. It was like she had to change the density of the room. Mm-hmm. in order to show up and it it kind of froze me it was almost put me in a mild state of paralysis but i look back on it now and i really think that she had to shift the, somehow shifted the density of the room in order to even show up as much as she did she remained transparent the whole time mm-hmm. and and i guess the upper three quarters of her body is the only thing that actually showed up i never did see her feet 
it was almost like some a scene from a movie, like a ghost or something, you know, appearing into your reality. And uh, I look back on it now. I was like, I don't think these higher dimensional beings can actually exist in our dense reality. And I think that maybe they do something to alter the state of the surroundings so they can appear sometimes. Uh, and that's why we don't see them more because I think it's actually maybe even painful for them to be here physically. So I, I just find it very, very interesting. And the message was, I wasn't ready. She said, honey, you're not ready yet. <laughs> like I was, I was spending so much time trying to connect with these inner earth beings that I forgot about everything else that was important in my life. And that's the truth. Like I became obsessed with it. And I realized that I think they showed up for one. I was adamant. I was serious. I quit eating meat. I did all this stuff. But two, I think they had to show up because they're like, oh, man, this poor, this, this poor boy way off the rails. Here. He's not going to yeah. stop. Yeah. yeah, this poor, this poor boy is not going to not going to stop unless we show up or and and tell him, hey, like, hey, we, we're real. But you have other stuff yeah. to do. Yeah, cool and, it a little bit. You know, you got to right. still live. But you got an amazing experience out of it. But it but in a way, like it proved it was the proof I needed, right. and it was it was the message I needed. So happened to me too, exactly like that. Really, that's interesting. Yeah. Do you mind telling that story really quick? Yeah, it's uh um, what we call the uh, Ponte. Um, it's the yeah, name yeah. that was given to them. It's a they actually call the Mazzini. <clears throat> but the Ponte isn't that what Sue Walker? Yep, exactly. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah they've showed up in my dreams a few times, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, they actually here all the time. They're here now. Uh, but um, I seen Jerudi. Uh, um, you know, she came into my mind, whatever. And she says, in words, do you want to meet? <clears throat> and I said, yeah, sure, <laughs> why not? That's how it happened you know? with me, too. Yeah, you know, yeah. So next thing I know, um, and I know this sounds crazy and stupid, but it's, it's the truth. I'm in my... Um, bathroom and she appears right in front of me it was like uh like the scene on the last scene of ghost right and uh, uh, she's there i'm like holy cow and the, the most beautiful thing i've ever seen in my life you know she had that little aura thing going on and uh, she looked very similar to what sue um portrayed you know but that could be the way that i wanted to see her too so but um, I asked her if I could hug her, and she said, yeah. And when when we hugged, there was this information of so much download that it was just too powerful to dissect. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it was just like uh, I was a totally changed guy. I mean, I, I mean, I was a biker guy and everything. I ain't even doing that stuff no more. You know, I just mm -hmm. wanted to know, to get down to the realism of, you know what the hell is going on in the universe us where we're at and what my message is what my mission is now is to help people understand and accept um what they see but mm -hmm. um it was it was wonderful and it only lasted like i'd say maybe you know, a couple minutes at best right but um mm -hmm. it was truly life-changing mm -hmm. I, I believe it yeah and I remember when Jeff and I met at Contact and Desert many years ago. I got to see his group because Jeff well, well, sat in my. First, let me tell you that I didn't believe anything Vivian was doing. I'm sitting there watching from afar, and she's doing all this stuff and everything and whatever. And I'm like, that's a load of crap, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm up there, 
And then I said, you know, I got nothing to lose. Hey, why not? You know, but no, it's the real, I mean, she was a real deal. It worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. This is why we are all seeing a podcast together today. Because mm -hmm. you know, and Total I know. Opposites. <laughs> That's the beauty about us. And you'll find that about uh, Tyler and Aaron that Jeff and I are already opposite, like Ning and the Yen. But combined together, it's the mm -hmm. unity, it's bringing the uniqueness, and it's just it just works. And I know our yeah. delegation knew they put us together, just the two of you, when you met at that conference, and then you hang out, you you knew. So oh thank you so much, uh <laughs> Jeff, for that. Aaron, did you wanna did you already share? You were about to share your experience and experience. Um, well, I haven't had any that I know of at least direct experiences with ETs um, it, unless I've had some dreams where I think it's I potentially might have I just don't you know I'm not a hundred percent sure because I've had dreams with ETs and on like craft and stuff and I'm like was that just a dream or was that you know was I actually there you know so there's there's been a few you know a few of those definitely um, I've had a lot, of, a lot of UFO sightings, not anything close, but like, you know, lights moving around in the sky. My most profound of one of those was in the St. Louis when I was still living in St. Louis. Uh, and I was with a friend, actually. We were just like talking at night outside or actually we we're in our cars and it was like January. And in the sky right in front of us, these three lights converge from different parts of the sky and they form Orion's belt formation and they stay there for like three or four minutes and and the brightness of them it's kind of like fluctuating a little bit like it clearly wasn't stars i mean they moved they moved came in different parts of the sky stayed there in like the orion's belt formation like it was like they were just trying to say hi or hey we're here kind of thing and then they slowly went away after about three or four minutes um and we were both people that we're like on this level talking about this kind of stuff. So it's almost like they were trying to say, Hey, we're here guys to both of us, I guess. I don't know if they were saying we were from Orion or if they were just, that's kind of like a very recognizable, you know, the most recognizable part of a constellation mm -hmm. that everyone knows, I guess. So I don't know if that's why they did that. Um, I don't think there was no missing time or anything. I don't think we were like taken or anything. I think it was just Hey, what's up? We're here. Kind of like confirmation um so that was pretty cool uh, but i've seen tons of you know in the mount shasta in mount shasta like every night i'm there i will see you know tons of craft as i'm sure you have and i went back when i you know been to east city ranch a few times um tons of activity there um and i've seen i've seen orbs with my naked eye a couple times um and oh my God. had a couple yeah. of like minor Sasquatch experiences that not Tyler's had way more profound of those than me. Tyler's had way more experiences than me and more crazy ones for sure. But I've had a few like little minor things, but uh, I get downloads, you know, a lot where I just, I feel like they're like download, giving me like a download, you know, or like the, these like synchronistic mm -hmm. things will happen. And like, it's like they're the university, I guess you could say is like showing me, Hey, here's, Here's the answer to that, or here's the next step for you, or here's what you asked for, kind of thing. Um, but as far as like ET, I haven't had anything like nearly what you guys have had yet. Yet. Well, right. 
that so. you consciously remember of. That I can remember at least, right? Because you know how they mind wipe a lot, and that, or they, or it happens in the, in your light body, and then you don't retain those memories, you know, in the physical, unless you get a regression. You know, maybe if I get a regression someday, I'll, who knows? Maybe something will come through. But. Well, no, I'm getting for you. It's a lot easier than that. Those are concepts yeah. that we attach ourselves to. The thing is, these experiences are part of you. You can make the choice on a higher level to say, you know what, that part of me or that spark of me in the human form, I can see that if I retain too many of these memories, it may potentially disrupt me because you're not completely ready at that stage, at that point. So your higher self also have a say to it. You know, you, you're very powerful. Our intergalactic communities, they're not all that powerful. We are too. And that's why we're here to remind you, to teach you of this. So you choose to, to block yourself from certain memories because it's simply not the right timing for you, but you don't need regression for that anymore. All you have to do, you can ask, now I am ready to retain more conscious memory and I only retain what really served my highest and greatest good. And that would be fun to be to experiment that way. Just a little. I might, yeah, thank you. I'll have to yeah. Right. Just yeah. put it on your paint on your forehead. I'm ready. And then go, <laughs> right. and then go to bed. Right. <laughs> That's exactly. a thought. Or maybe more a bit more practical to put um, um how could I say that? Put it on a piece of paper, pull it underneath your, your pillow so that your subconscious can accept it, but you have to mean it. I am ready. Mm -hmm. So that means that all aspect of you has to be in alignment, no fear. Right. You know, it's in the certainty, the power of who you are, that you remember what you need the most. So that's one thing uh, that's going to be important in 2024 in terms of shifting out of the fear paradigm and really stepping back more and more and more into the power that we carry. And even as an earth human, in fact, I want to circle back to the beginning of Journey to Truth. Remind us, how long have you been uh, doing a podcast together? Five years almost in February. Almost exactly five years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Look mm -hmm. how much it's grown. So uh, you're so welcome. So I'm just curious, and I'm sure maybe, Jeff, you may have the same curiosity. Over the last five years, you have interviewed a variety of absolutely exquisite guests, conversation, enlightenment. I mean, you travel to the journey well beyond this matrix. For both your perspective, what you feel that's extracting essence of what you've learned the most so far to the podcast and these interviews? Um, you know, we just actually, we were interviewed not that long ago and we were asked a very similar question. And, and I would say the biggest takeaway for me, like the information is amazing, right? It's it's just incredible. And, and it's amazing to be in a position to where we, we get to talk to all these people and ask them questions, not just talk to them, but ask them questions to satisfy our own curiosities. But I realized that the biggest takeaway is uh, the constant reminder, every, like having that conversation every week, I realized how crucial that is because I, I started talking to other people like they'll watch a, a podcast or they'll watch, listen to something or watch something and it'll be amazing, life changing information. And they're like, yeah, I need to do that. Yeah, that's true. But then they turn it off and their, their baby's crying. They have to do this. All of a sudden life distracts them again. And then they, they, they go back to life. They go back to work. And, 
and then they forgot maybe a, a month goes by and they don't they didn't retain or really the information from that episode didn't register right and i was like i realized that it's so important that like how first of all grateful i am that we get to have the opportunity to have that constant reminder every week that this is a reality and it's not just something we heard on a podcast one time like we're living this reality now and but i realized how important that reminder is because even though when we interview somebody i'm like yeah yeah that's right that's right and i don't even think about it until next week and we're getting ready to do the interview and then it comes back again but then it's like that constant reminder and i realize well that's what the dark's been doing the whole time they just constantly repeat the lie until we believe it but you almost need to do the same thing with the truth now you have to hear it over and over and over again until you're reprogrammed because you have to unlearn all the old stuff so it's been a major like reprogramming i guess for us in, in, a, in a great way and it's been a healing journey just as much for me personally that, as it has been for the audience. And, you know, and they've gotten to watch us grow through the years. And it's just been like this awesome, amazing family. And I think it's incredible that uh, we get to experience that with everybody. And, you know, that's the biggest takeaway for me is just the growth and the healing and, and the journey itself. Uh, the information comes second, but it's all it all plays together. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Exactly. Well said. Really well said, Tyler. It is that daily practice. And even in the chat room, people are like, yes, practicing in corporate. Remember to remember. I like that um, from Elsa here in the chat room. Said, remember to remember. And this is not just, oh, some kind of inspiration thing you heard on a podcast, an interview, or in a conference, and you come back home and you kind of push that on the side like it was just separated a different reality than the one you you're returning to no it's right. all interconnected now right and exactly. and i had to be honest with myself too because <clears throat> even though I'm, I'm the host of this podcast and we're talking to these people every week and i knew all this stuff at, at one point i realized am i actually am i applying any of this information like and i was like if i'm honest with myself no i'm not like and i wasn't applying what i was learning to my life and but it had it not been for that weekly reminder constantly that I would have even had that thought, that self-awareness to realize, yeah. okay, now I know all this stuff. I've heard it a million times. Now it's time to take action. And that's when the real change starts. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it fluctuates all the time. We go to, you know, we'll get super into certain things and then, you know, you can't do too much because then you like get so far removed from the reality and it's like, you're not even happy anymore. So you have to find a balance, but, um, you have to at some point apply everything you're learning. Otherwise, look, what are you doing? You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What about you, Aaron? Yeah. I mean, every, everything Tyler said, <laughs> I just want to second that because you're spot on. And uh, to me, it's like it all, because what I started realizing is that it always comes back to ultimately the self is that all the powers within you, um the truth is within you you don't like all these external things are great and they're very helpful but ultimately uh, you have all the answers within you and you have all the power within you because you are connected to source to god you you're not separate we so we have that power within us and that means um there's there is no external savior there are there are beings and you know uh people helping and we need um relationships and communion with 
with others, you know, by our nature. Um, but if you are relying on something or someone outside of you to save you and you're giving your power away, that's, that's, that's the complete opposite of what it's all about. And that's when I realized it's like, it's really about waking up to who we really are. It's just about waking up because we already, we already are who we're looking for. We just have to wake up to that and take our power back and, and step into our sovereignty and then connect with others that are on that level as well. And that's, that's so powerful. And that's what's happening on this planet now. And that's, that's so like the, you know, the light is so much powerful, more powerful than anything that anything they can throw at us or anything. Right. So it's like, uh, it's already game over in my opinion, as far as this like slave system, it's like, that's why we came here. We didn't come here to escape here. That doesn't make any sense. Why would we have come here in the first place? Cause you hear about a lot of people they are like, Oh, I just, I can't take it here. I just, I, I'm, I'm never reincarnating again. I can't wait to get out of here. And it's like, well, then why did you come here in the first place? You know, we came here to, to, to be the change. We came here to be the light and that's what's happening. And we we're grounding that, that light and that energy onto the planet right now. And the ascension is happening. We're here for that, right? And uh, and New Earth and all the things we hear about, I, I do truly believe that is real. Um, and that's why we're here to be a part of that change and to help with the shift. And uh, to me, it's like, it's always about realizing um, this is this is a temporary experience, but it's a powerful one. And we're and it's I'm having it for a reason and it's not meaningless. And I, you know, and we are our true self is so much more, so much greater than just this one body that we're in temporarily, right? This is just, it's this experience we're having, but our true self is, is the real us. And that's where all the power is. And if you can connect to that, that's it right there. And, but then live from that place. Don't escape here because it's not about escaping um, the 3D or the temporary experience. You're having it for a reason. It's like you walk into a movie and then you're like, "Oh man, I just I, I just realized this is just a movie and it's not real. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna leave now." It's like, no, you came in there to see the movie, or or you know, right? I, I, like it's the only analogy I can think of at the moment, but yeah, it's like we're here, you know, to bring heaven to earth, not to escape to go back to heaven. It's like we're here to bring that here, and uh, the old is just making a lot of noise on its way out. You know, it's just making a lot of noise because it's that's that's what it's that's what happens when you're moving from this old, really dense control system reality to this very higher level, higher vibrations and energies. Um, it's not going to be uh, just a super smooth. Like there's going to be a lot of bumpiness, you know, in that mm -hmm. transition period. And that's where we're at right now. But it's not going to last forever. Uh, and there's a lot of lessons in that as well. You know, anything that seeming, seemingly negative happening is teaching you to take your power back and is teaching you something and you can grow and learn from those experiences. And then you don't need to keep having negative experiences and suffering all the time if you've already learned those lessons, right? So, yeah. I like that. There's a lot of really powerful key, key words of what she's just said, Aaron. Uh, moving into a sense of powerless, I want to escape high to i'm here to be a powerful paradigm shifter i'm here to anchor the light i'm here to see the transformation of that movie into a higher level of reality because even the implementation of that 3d so-called slave system was implemented for us so that too was brought in as another level of somebody else reality 
So mm-hmm. when we awaken from this, we start to realize that you have everything that you need within you. You brought with you on a soul level everything that you needed, all the resources, the remembrance, the experience, everything is encoded in you. So again, there's a lot of different very powerful keywords. I just want to observe and say hello to everyone joining us. We have people from South Africa, Bulgaria, Sweden, Australia. We have people from Greece. I mean, it's just incredible. Wow. Right now, thank you, Megan. Right, right now, we are forming a global community of light, and we all talking about remember who you are, remember, take your power, remember that you brought with you something unique and you've came here to make a difference. She says, let's change channel on the movie station and says, we're no longer going to sustain or give our authority, our light, our agreements, our energy, the best of who we are to sustain that movie, so to speak. Jeff, any thoughts or question for our guests today? Yeah, actually, I would like to dive more into their um, conference if we can start doing that, because that uh, I think that's important to get into. Um, like to know um, pretty much how did you guys get it going? And um, um, there, what does it take to keep it going? Uh, well, same way with the podcast. Uh, we kind of did it with no expectations, no plans. I mean, it was the conference was a little different, but we just jumped in and started it. We just did it and then figured it out after the fact. And we learned the hard way. And that's how the conference, that's how the podcast started. Uh, the conference was the same way. There was a number of people in my life that kept suggesting, you know, Journey to Truth should do conferences. You guys should do conferences. And at the time, it just didn't resonate. I just didn't know. It seemed so far out of the realm of possibility. But then I found myself in a position where I was all of a sudden like uh, we were asked to be a part of some conferences and and asked to speak at some conferences. And I realized that I would somehow get sucked into the planning party. And like I was there in the back end of a few conferences and and I real I saw, you know, what what it took to put these events on. And then I I would reflect on it. I'm like, man, these people are making it way harder than it has to be. Like <laughs> you're seeing what not to do, and you're like, yeah. And I'm just like, like I can I, do this better. <laughs> so I, I would, you know, they would have these big Zoom meetings with like 12 people, and everybody would be throwing these ideas around, and it would be like over analysis paralysis. Nothing would happen, and and then it, you know everybody wanted their idea to to work, and like there was no there was no solid foundation. It was just okay. a mess. Yeah. It was always chaos. They pulled it off and it worked. People loved it. But I was like, man, I could do that, but better and easier. And so we just decided to, we just decided to basically plan our own conference. And it was at first I was like, oh, this is easy. Just build a website, blah, blah, blah. But then I, you know, I got in over my head and it was super stressful, probably the most stressful time of my adult life planning that first conference. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't, I was super sick to my stomach financially. I didn't even think we were going to like break even. And I was just well, like, well, you were kind of doing everything on your own in the first one. And, right. and you didn't really know what to expect. So it was all right. you. And yeah, like, that's why I'm yeah. systems in place yet to like handle emails or anything coming in. It was just like, you're just like, right. running around. Your but it was, it was, a, but it was a learning experience and I'm, right. I'm, I'm grateful for it. But it was the whole point of the story is, is that, we just, I just jumped in like, like mm-hmm. here, put the flyer out online 
And then it's like, if you ever seen Wayne's world, if you book them, they will come like yeah. that. I always think of that. Like, that's exactly what it was it's like. That's what okay, it was. Here, here's the speakers and here's the venue and here's the poster. Now I have to actually make this a reality. And, uh, but now like the, we're on the third one and it's, it's almost effortless. Just like the podcast is becoming or has become and, uh, not effortless, but it's just flowing. It's, it's easy. It's and, yeah, yeah 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 and uh it was just something that you know we know the experience we had when we first went to our first conference and how life-changing it is and you you walk away a new person you know t- literally tears come to your eyes when you have to leave those people because you found like you found home it feels like home um mm-hmm. you know these people that you just met somehow feel more like family than your your family and it's just this beautiful thing and and I know how important that is. And so we just want to basically create that. Like the speakers and the information is the bo- is like a, a bonus. The, the whole purpose of the conference is the experience to get together and to be around each other energetically and like meet the people that you see online. You've never that you never even seen them from the waist down. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you only like, do you even have legs? I don't know. Like or even seen going? them at all. Sometimes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like. Like, oh, I'm so and so that you've seen on like social media or right chat <laughs> and like oh and the reality of the situation is is you don't really know somebody until you meet them in person either. And uh you don't you get to spend some time with them. And sometimes like people that you love and follow, you meet them in person, like, oh, you know, they're not really who I thought they were. And then sometimes it's the opposite, like you're not expecting much of somebody, and then it's just just made they're this amazing person, but but you know, you just would never know until you actually unite and physically hug people. And just the energy is contagious at these events. And I think, it, honestly, if you get the right recipe, it creates a massive wave. Like it creates a ripple effect across the entire planet that, you know, the dark doesn't really like. But that's why we're doing this. You know, it's really about that that ripple effect that it creates. So uh, I don't know, Aaron, if you want to expand on that, you can. Yeah, well, well said. Exactly. Um, and it's, and it's like activating to everyone there as well. I feel like it's like everyone gets activated, right? Everyone gets energized and activated and, and it's a lot of times it's like the kick they, they needed or that you need to, um, to do your mission and you, or you suddenly realize what your, what your next step is in your mission to do. And I've seen that happen so many times after somebody goes to the conference, it's like, like me, my like my first conference. Like I said, that's basically what happened to me. I got activated. I feel like, and then, and then like every other one, it's like it always happens every time. You know, I go to I go to one of these, and um, and Tyler and I had been to enough by that point that we started doing them that we knew, we knew the type of conference we wanted, and we knew like how to do it. That was like not just we didn't want to do just a conference in like a hotel in the middle of the city or something, which some are, you know. It's just surrounded by concrete. It's like, those are fine. Those are fine, you know, but it's not the vibe we're going for. We want to be closer to nature. We want to be not super cute. Like contact and judgment is great, but there's like 4,000 people there. <laughs> it's just like a massive sea of people. And I, I went once in 2018 and it was great. I loved that. I loved the experience once, but then I'm like, I realized I like the smaller, more intimate conferences where it feels like soul family. You feel yeah. like you're just hanging out with your soul family. And, and it's very activating and um, 
so we kind of modeled it after that and uh, intentionally small which is counterintuitive you think you know but right. it's, it's like at, we've been to the big ones and and it loses its it loses that spark that magic mm -hmm. at and, a certain like point yeah. where it gets like too big and it's like yeah it loses something right exactly so yeah. so that's why we we like you know having it like and, more and you know journey to truth would have never happened if aaron and i didn't go to a conference so i mean like right, you never know you you never know who you are going to meet and what opportunities are going to come out of traveling and going somewhere and we realize that we're talking to the whole world right now so we have you know live stream passes are available also if anyone who can't make it in person uh, which is just as amazing and we try to make it as interactive as possible um, for the people who can't you know physically come but um you never know who you're going to meet and what opportunities are going to come out of it so that's why we encourage people you know a lot of people throw up their arms when they see how much it costs but i, I mean do you not see the cost of living and everything right now like that's just how much the world costs right now we're just trying to do this as affordable as possible so everyone can be happy and create a space that is just uh create an experience that people are going to walk away from and say wow not price gouging, trust me. Yeah. that's how much it costs to do at that location you know and, yeah uh, plus it's not all on the west coast for once there's something in the middle right. of the country that we can go to you know instead of traveling all that way right yeah. exactly and that's, and that's why all the midwest and south people like they don't have to travel all the way to a coast you know or the west coast that that's also intentional as well we we wanted a midwest conference so you can you, you can road trip it or fly you know and then a lot of the comments from some of the people on in california and stuff are like i wish you would book it on the west coast so i could come i'm like well i mean can you not fly there's or like 30 other conferences already on the west coast <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like like we're catering to we're trying to cater to everyone here and uh right and, you know so but let's just bring details for those who may be not knowing what you're talking about right now. So you're talking about the upcoming event in May, this May 2024, Rebels of Disclosure. That's what we're talking about. Yes. Can you give us a bit of the dates, location, detail? Everyone, the link is on the screen right now. I encourage everyone to click on it. And I know we have audience from around the world and we honor you dearly. And... Did I understand correctly that we'll be also live streaming from the conference? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Sorry. We're talking about all this. It's in that we didn't tell you the dates or where. So, it's uh, May 13th through the 16th. It's a four day event in Grafton, Illinois, which you might not think of Illinois as like, the, you know, a, an ideal place to visit. But let me tell you, like this, when you're here at the pier, it's at a place called the Pier Marquette Lodge and Conference Center. Um, it doesn't, you don't feel like you're in Illinois. It's absolutely beautiful. It's right on the river. It's in it's a wooded area. It's like its own retreat. You're away from all the towers and the cities and um mm -hmm. you know the internet's not the greatest there, but you know that's the trade-off, you know, for having a beautiful resort. So um it's uh the tickets are available. There's a 4-day pass. You can get single day passes. Um, there is a meal plan option, which the meal plan includes uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, buffet every day, um, drinks included. I mean, it's a dessert. I mean, it's everything. It's like four all days. you can eat and some for four days. It's a fantastic meal plan. And uh, or you can you can, you know, bring your own food. That's also welcome as well. And then the uh, live stream pass is available 
for anyone who can't make it in person and join us virtually. And uh, if you're interested to know what the live live stream kind of entails, you can go to our YouTube channel and find our uh, just Journey to Truth podcast on YouTube. And you can find some of the old presentations we've uploaded from the past conferences. And you can kind of get a feel for you know what you're going to get when you buy the live stream ticket. And, but the only difference is, is that you'll actually be able to be interactive on Telegram. And if the speaker does a live a Q&A at the end, the live stream participants will also be able to ask questions too. So that's kind of a cool feature, um, you know, since they can't be there in person. And, the and every $88. So that's, I think it's the cheapest we've had it so far. Yeah. Live streams 88 and, and every in-person four day pass comes with a live stream pass automatically. Mm -hmm. So you're getting double that value and uh, it, it's just a cool feature. So, we in Grafton, Illinois, Pure Marquette Lodge, May 13th through the 16th. We have a great lineup of speakers covering all subjects of the awakening and disclosure and just kind of try to encompass it all. We have nightly sky watches and bonfires, which are like the best part of the whole event anyway. Like there's nothing better than just hanging out with everybody around the bonfire or up on the cliff. There's this amazing cliff where you just all get together and you have the, an incredible view and we just sky watch and there's Sasquatch activity, like every year out there, people have had Sasquatch experiences. I mean, last year it was really, really awesome. And uh, it's just like a little paranormal hotspot too. Like there's so much stuff that happens. It's a cool, it's a fun week. It really is. Well, I look forward to be there with both of you and all the other distinguished uh, speakers and amazing people going to be coming. Of course, my husband, Peter, will come with me. And I did look at the site, and it really has this wooded uh, Gaia energy, and yet very open to more cosmic connections, elevation, higher consciousness. It felt much more organic, natural. So I see what you mean. I was not familiar with Père Marquette uh, place or the center itself, and I never been to Illinois myself. So definitely, and I'm in more in the southwest of the United States, but I will, we're going to fly to be there. And it's just um, going to be my first time. So thank you so much again for inviting me as a, as a guest speaker. It was a very honor to receive your invitation. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Honored to have you. Thank you. Yes. Thank um, you so much. It, and it, and the, the cool thing about the venue, too, is the, the employees, they say that our event is their favorite event that we've held there the past two years and and they like last year they were all wearing the conference shirts and and they're excited about it too uh so it's a very it's it's like everybody's on the same page there and there's not this resistance between the staff and the event like they're into this stuff too which makes it even better and it just helps everything flow so oh i i can feel it already so again everybody just the link of the conference called rebelsofdisclosure.com. Right on the screen, click, everything is there. It's a beautiful website. You can feel the energy already. You can see the lineup of speakers uh, as well. Um, it will be wonderful to see, on a personal note, to see Jerry Wills again, who I have met several times in the past. It will be nice to see him again and other amazing people. So just my friend, if you can drive, come just to stay with feel the energy, come bring your your presence it would be amazing yeah i'm actually planning on driving down there um because i got to get out of here sometimes you know so i need a i need a definite break 
Yeah, you won't regret it. I, I, I mean that oh, wow. from the bottom of my heart. And yeah, it's fun. Can't wait to see both. Really yeah, it will be amazing. So again, everyone, if you just want to know where's the sense, where's the venue, all everything is on the website, rebelsofdisclosure.com. So we invite you to check that out. And it really is. It's a great lineup. I agree with you, Shauna. Uh, I see a lot of comments. Bonjour. Welcome. It's just, it's very animated right now. I can tell people are very engaged and this is awesome. Now, of course, for the audience, thank you for joining us again today for the launch of season five with Tyler and Aaron from Journey to Truth. If you have any questions, positive questions for our guests, you can type in, in the chat room. We'll pay attention and we can ask the question for you. So thank you for tuning in as always. Whew, can you believe that the first hour went by? We still have time. But just to let you know, the first hour just went by. Can you believe it? Right. It's, it flew by, yeah. <laughs> it flew. Yeah, it flew. It's just <clears throat> the, the energy is really... Speaking of energy, and that's also for you, Jeff. I want to see from your perspective and your experience and what you've learned, you know, what you're feeling about the pulse or the direction of 2024. I really feel that we are just stepping into a brand new timeline. The Arcturian calls it the, the beginning of a triple gateway of light. And mm. I just want to see from your perspective, what do you feel the directions of the potential of this year can be for all of us? Uh, I mean, whoever wants to go first. You, uh, my man. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's really interesting. A lot of people, like right, right after this, right off the get-go from the beginning of this year we have all these crazy events happening all over the world we have the sun the solar flares going crazy we have earthquakes we have um you know aliens showing up in miami mall we have i mean all these a lot of stuff is just surfacing you know even in politics the very 3d level stuff all the way to the spiritual stuff um i think the one thing that everybody can agree upon is there's been some sort of energetic shift like surrounding the first of the year, I've been talking to a lot of people. I, <clears throat> I always like to gauge and see where my friends are at. And a lot of them seem like they were knocked on their ass the first week of the year. And it was very like this very uh, dense shift. And, but they knew something shifted. Uh, me on the other hand, I don't, I've never felt better. Like I've, I felt like I shifted and turned a new leaf at the, at the turn of the year. And um, I felt I've, I've been feeling amazing. I felt lighter. Um, and there's a whole number of things that have been happening. I've like had this clarity. I felt like I, sh I shifted and there's like these memories coming back. Now I have like nightly recall now this year. I haven't talked about any of it really yet. Um, there's just like stuff like in my brain that just like ready to come out and like, I'm, I'm writing stuff down and it's just weird. I've been, I've noticed a shift and if it's any sign of what's happening for the collective, like it's exciting and I definitely think that this year we're going to see a lot of events and it's going to be maybe even look like a shit show. You know, who knows on, on I mean, you turn your TV on what you're going to see, but the UFO sightings are off the charts. Um, I mean, the conversation has gone interdimensionally. We, you know, David Grush, say what you want about him or not. He's he's using terms like interdimensional beings. We have um, the Miami Mall, whatever actually happened there. The narrative surrounding it is that a portal opened up. So we have the, the the collective narrative talking about interdimensional beings, portals. It doesn't matter if those events are true or not. Like we we have 
or, or what you know what happened at the mall and David Grush, whatever. But we have this collective awareness now. The conversation has changed. It's shifted. Our children are being born into a world where these things exist, and they're not ridiculed anymore for exploring that and talking about it. And I think that it's. I think I'm expecting a big year and a big transition. And there's always predictions online. I don't put any weight into any of that stuff. You know, um, as you know, as far as dates, like people are saying, we're gonna have a financial collapse and a shift and all this stuff. All of it's on the table. Everything is on the table. Nothing would surprise me at this point. But I mean, at this point, I think we're ready for some sort of catalyst. Um, it can only be for the best in the long run. I think, and I'm excited. I agree with you. I'm just, that's all I'm going to say. I agree with you and I hold the energy with you. Aaron, what's your take? Yeah, I agree with everything Tyler just said. Um, and uh, yeah, this year I think is going to be, I mean, we've already been seeing it's like every year it's, I feel like we get more and more alien and ET events happen. More The UFO sightings keep increasing. They're off the charts. So it's like, it's like the ETs themselves are pushing disclosure with or without us. And I've known that for a while now. It's like, it's almost like they, they were like, you know, we hear the stories of decades ago, they tried to come to the governments of the planet and work with them and they got snubbed, you know, and they got, or they made deals with the wrong ETs for technology and then, you know, all the rest of it. And a lot of that's from, you know, really the deep state, not even the surface level of the governments. Um, but it's like, they know humanity is now ready to like, we're not going to all run in fear. We're not going to, um, you know, like we're, we're, we're more ready than we've ever been in recent times to, um, know that they're here and know, you know, that we're not alone. And, uh, that I see just all of it ramping up this year. I feel like, um, the truth is all coming to the surface of everything. And there's a lot of dark, nasty stuff <laughs> that is coming to the surface to be seen and acknowledged and cleared, you know, and dealt with. Um, and then we can uh, wake up more, stop feeding into these systems that aren't serving us and start creating uh, new ones that do and start creating the reality that we actually want to create and stop living as uh, slaves, basically. So I see that happening more and more and, and definitely I think this year is going to be a huge huge in that regard um, no matter what happens I, I feel like you know we're really going to see even more of people waking up taking their power back um, acknowledging that we're not alone connecting with ETs um, sightings and experiences off the charts um, yeah and it's, I think it's going to be amazing Absolutely. Another another beautiful layer you just added, Aaron. And with that, what I heard is we're disengaging ourselves from the autopilot. So that means that we're no longer just walking by those 3D reference and absorbing everything and going by autopilot. So that's what came through me when you said, when you mentioned that. So thank you for bringing that layer. Jeff, my friend, what's your take? Anything, any thoughts? Just wisdom, guidance from your panty, your yourself. Anything you want to add? Um, yeah, I'm just you know your 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 basic. Don't believe everything you see. Um, there's always a reason for something. Like this mall alien stuff coming through a portal. 
Um, could be Project Bluebeam. I have no idea. Um, but just the education, the understanding of what is happening. I think we're going to see a lot of that this year. Um, and so just, you know, arbitrarily believing, oh, that's a mall alien. No, there's more to it than that, man. You have to dig yeah. a little bit deeper. And um, I think that is what is, what is is what I see happening more. You're making a good point too, Jeff. And if I look at just the, um, the report of the portal opening in the Miami Mall, well, from a 3D perspective, that place, a location we see as a 3D shopping mall is very mundane, right? Very baseline. But because we're shifting in the frequency and we're shifting in the vibrational stability, the earth is moving into a new vibrational alignment. Those portals are bound to open at different places around the globe, even though in places that we identify as very mundane, very 3D. To them, it doesn't seem seems like that. That's because the grid system is shifting. Right. So I I have personally no clients, and I won't say anything about their details to privacy for privacy, who can just be witnessing star being or interdimensional being walking, seemingly walking down the street, waiting for the green the green light to come and move, but then those beings saw my clients watching them in real time like we are together on this podcast. Yes. And then they realized that they could be seen by a human and then they changed their demeanor to make it look like they fit in more. But they were on a street corner waiting for the green light to turn and cross the street. So what does it mean to all of us, uh, both of us who bring disclosure, podcast hosts like ourselves, great teachers, those are channels, those who really bring the next level of conscious awakening is that it's just to remind all of you that we all coexisting. We have been all along coexisting with this interdimensional realities. Now it is starting to pop in and out more because the vibrational aspect of you and your planet is shifting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree 100%. And I think that Whatever is happening, it, you know, everything's frequency. I think we're we're looking at like realities are merging right now, and and what we're seeing is bleed through in a lot of areas. And there might even be like what they call soft spots or weak spots, where uh, might have even been created from government experiences, and uh, you know, or experiments. I mean, uh, you know, them tampering with time travel technology and all this stuff. Like they weaken weaken the fabric of our reality. But I think what happens is. There are so many places now where so many holes that almost two realities are starting to merge and that higher frequency is merging with us. And we're getting glimpses of it now. And some people are calling it a glitch in the matrix. You know, people are seeing like two suns and more than one moon and like all these unexplainable phenomena. But maybe it's just the fact of the matter is, is that we're merging with another reality and at certain times the frequency is heightened or what you're in or you're resonating in a frequency to where you're able to perceive it uh and i think that's going to happen more and more like you said mm -hmm. i was just on a trip in arkansas where my friend who's also a channeler uh um she uh she communicates with this group and we we go around and do some grid work and stuff and and we we hike this mountain in arkansas and we get up into these higher frequencies and everything changes it's cold outside all of a sudden you don't feel the cold it's like really weird and we 
we had this, for lack of a better term, Sasquatch jump out of a tree right behind us. And, and we heard the big thud land behind us. We turn around, the tree's going like this. It's not windy. Uh, we perceived we were and I asked her to ask these beings, like, what was that? And it was like, well, as a relative, you, you might know them as Sasquatch. But you're I was like, why were we able to to hear that? And they're like, well, you're in a frequency now where you're able to perceive some of them, um, not fully. But you're right now here in this moment on top of this mountain. All of you collectively are in a belief system and you're, you're in a resonance to where you know this stuff exists and you're in technically their home. And we were able to perceive them, not fully see them, but perceive them being there. And it was so palpable and so real and so amazing. Um, and this part you won't believe, but my friend who was communicating, she she literally dis like phased out. We, she disappeared for a couple of minutes and had an, had an encounter with one of them and came back. And she, it was just this whole weird story. We thought we lost her. Our friend went and looked for her, and she was right there the whole time. She didn't know where we went. It was it's like we're 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 literally experiencing these shifts in in reality right now. So it's all there. It's just a matter of whether or not we're we're able to perceive it or not. But I think collectively, as more people talk about it and believe in this stuff, it just becomes part of our reality. Yeah, just like I said, you understanding and accepting. That's the only way that we're going to go through this thing. Right. And know what the hell's going on. Right. Exactly. Accepting, understanding those words of wisdom. And I know you mentioned that in the last podcast. That's exactly it, Jeff. Mm -hmm. And I was going Sarah, no, that's that's not my stuff. That is that is that is Sarah. So it's it is, it is me. Sarah. <laughs> that's perfect. I mean, the role of wisdom, acceptance, and understanding. I was going to ask both of you actually. Um, to see that how can someone who's been on their journey and their diligent and really want to awaken their consciousness, what would be steps, practical steps they can implement to really readjust interdimensionally or their frequencies or the level of acceptance and understanding? What would be some step you would recommend? Um, That's a good for question. Yeah, for one, it depends. It's all specific to the individual and what their path looks like in their journey, um, so and and their level of understanding. If it's somebody like way, way at the beginning of their journey and who's having have who's struggling believing in any of this stuff, you know, uh, you might suggest something like a diet change. Uh, maybe start eating higher vibe foods. You know, clean up, de detox your body, and just start on the very surface level, three D, three D with three D stuff like that, so they can purge any any parasites or, or parasite glands anything do what they have to do to their physical vessel to help them raise their resonance physically so you know and then mm -hmm. and then just be open and just all you can do is be open to the possibility and i think maybe suggest a diet change and then suggest just being open you don't have to believe it but it, nothing's going to change unless you're open to it and your beliefs are literally your, literally your own ball and chain sometimes and until you can let go of some of those limiting beliefs that are holding you back, nothing's going to change. So I think the ultimately is, yeah, right there in the comments, open mind, like, yeah. and, uh, and maybe physically, you know, just like start taking a little better care of yourself. And once you feel better about yourself, things change in your reality outside you too. Thank you so much, Aaron. Again, 
everything Tyler said, <laughs> very well said. Um, yeah, like you said, it's different for every person depending on where they're at. Um, but um, ultimately what's going on in the inside of you is, is the most important thing. It always comes back to that. Like I said earlier, it's like, um, because we, we do create the reality from the inside out, you know, it's not the other way around. Um, and it's like, if you're living unhealthy, if you're, if you're um, working a job you hate, if you're addicted to the news, if you're never getting out in nature, if you're, um, you know, just bathing in EMFs constantly, all these things are affecting you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, right? And you have to start connecting on a deeper level with yourself and get in your heart space, right? And start living from that place. Um, but a lot of times it's like, you got to take steps to get there. So it's like, first start, start eating healthier, start trying to live healthier, start trying to connect in nature more. Um, maybe stop watching TV in the news, or at least try to go less and less until you just stop altogether, you know, whatever you need to do, start, uh, figure out what it is you want to do your passion, what it is that lights you up and do that, do start doing more of that as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Um, and then eventually, have the courage to maybe quit your job or, or maybe relieve a relationship that's toxic. That's not serving you anymore. That's not good. All these things. Um, and then like the person said, keep an open mind and then start exploring in a great, the greater, uh, uh, reality that, you know, is, is around us and, um, yeah. you know, get out of fear. You know, so many people are, so, are very stuck in fear and, uh, they're living their their whole life is coming from fear and therefore they're going to keep attracting things that resonate on that level. Right. And that's what's right. going to keep showing up for you. If you're, if you're stuck at that level. So raise your vibration. Well, it's like you say that, but be like, what does that mean? How do I even do that? That, you know, just saying raise your vibration. Well, it's all the things I just said. It's, it's connecting to your heart. It's, um, it's uh, realizing there is nothing to fear. So it's, it's really just about waking up and taking your power back and connecting to your true self. And then you'll naturally start raising your vibration. You'll naturally start attracting better relationships. You'll naturally start living a life that you are just filled with joy, you know, doing and living. Right. And uh, it'll, the magic just unfolds from there and just stay in that flow state that of the universe, you know, stay in the flow state. And uh, even when seemingly negative things happen, because that doesn't mean your life's going to be perfect. All of a sudden you're going to still have struggles and hardships, but you're going to be able to handle them and you're going to be able to flow with them. And you're going to learn, you're going to realize there's lessons in all of that. And there's, there's actually growth and beauty in those things. Right. And, uh, and then your life will just become from there. You know? and, and I would take it a step further and say, you know, first of all, this remove, like you said, remove all the obstacles, like everything that's holding mm -hmm. that, like you have to start, but you can't do that until you're, you have some sort of a self-awareness. And that's the key, like being self-aware of your daily, of you daily, all day long, your habits, your actions, your choices, your decisions, and then catch yourself and have the humility to self-correct when you know you're making the bad choice or you, you know you should be eating this or instead of that or whatever it is, it doesn't matter you have to have that self-awareness and you have to start resonating and that has to be your new base frequency because then you can start 
um, being self-aware in bigger situations. And you, and you can start realizing like some of the, some of the way your some of your behavior isn't even your own. It's been, you know, it's like been a coping mechanism because you have these insecurities from this childhood trauma. trauma. And you're like, why do I, why do I respond like this in these stressful situations? That's not who I am. That's something that needs to be addressed. So you have to be self-aware too. And it, it's, it sounds overwhelming, but it's really not. You just have to start just being present and one step at a time, maybe make a list of 12 things that you want to change and change one thing a month. And by the, in 12 months, you might be a new person. I mean, there's, there's a number of ways to approach it. Love the synchronicity and synergy between the two of you. Thank you so much, both of you. Jeff, again, the two words that you, Sarah, have brought. Um, you want to add another layer or anything else to that? based on your own experience? Uh, well, I'm almost, actually, I'm done with my second uh, white paper on that. I just have to compile the chapters together. But um, uh, yeah, it's just everything about um, understanding and accepting. And like like these guys said, your your food intake, uh, getting rid of all that, that negativity. Just take a breath, relax. Um, it's going to be okay. Uh, this isn't for everybody, but it's going to be for mostly everybody. And uh, just one step at a time. It's not going to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. Just just make the commitment to yourself to keep yeah. growing and trying to become the best version of yourself. And don't beat yourself up when things don't go perfect. Because don't beat not. yourself up and be super critical because right, right, well, and you need that, to love yourself, and that's not self love when you right. Do that. Right. And, and uh, that's just it. Like you can, you can almost start taking it too seriously. Like I did at the very beginning and I forgot how to even have fun. Like I, I was like on this spiritual mission and I'm going to be this better person. I'm going to do this. But then I was, I started taking it so seriously. I quit doing everything. Like I just stopped doing everything because I, there was like this guilt surrounding it, but I realized I created all that in my head and I just had to let go and just not take it so seriously. And when, and if I, and if I, did something that might be deemed as you know negative by the community or whatever. Like, don't beat yourself up. Just do what you need to do to get through life and and do your best. And that's all you can do. Yeah, this stuff can be all consuming, and, you know, but you still have to live your life no matter what, you know. So just take, yeah, a, exactly. take a few minutes and just, just right. stop, you know. Mm -hmm. Very true, very true. So one more time, I'm going to show the website for the upcoming Beautiful, unique conference in May in Illinois, rebelsofdisclosure.com. We talked about it earlier in the show. If you missed this episode, go straight to the website. You don't understand what we mean. Um, put together by both Tyler and Aaron from Journey to Truth podcast. Very excited to be there, rebelsofdisclosure.com. With everything that we just talked, we share your experience, everything. Just what is your intention this year to create at a conference? Like, what what is the energy that you want to? Or is there a theme of this of this year? Yes. Um, well, I mean, the the theme, I guess, would be in the title. Uh, you know, we're all rebellion. It's a rebellion right now. If you want to look at it in the Star Wars terms, right? Uh, we're like the the resistance or whatever. People who just go against the grain. And, you know, aren't afraid to break the rules because the only way to get where we're going is to break the rules. And I'm not going I'm not like advocating that people go break the law and whatever. But uh, I think you understand what I mean. It's like 
you know, we're all rebels in our own right. And we're all here fighting for the truth and doing, you know, doing our very best to shift the paradigm. And I think, I think that's the overall theme It's just like uniting and like creating that, like I said earlier, it's like a, like a nuclear explosion of white light that's just going to impact the entire planet in a ways that we can't even perceive or comprehend yet. I think that's the, we're, that's the goal. We're living, we're living authentically from our true selves rather than the false self. Uh, we're rebelling against the false greedy matrix, which wants to keep you in the false self, keep you tied to it, right? And yeah, follow you your heart. Yeah. Instead, we're rebelling. We're we're living our truth and following our heart, right? Exactly. And we're where it's like it's like the false matrix is on the fear frequency, right? And we're we're living in the truth and the love frequency. It's a complete different thing, right? And it's like we're we're going up to that level. That's what it's all about. Yeah. You they, there you got it right there, Aaron. We're moving out of that fear, retractive energy into the love frequency. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So before we wrap up today, just to make an announcement, the next episode will be on Sunday, January 28. Exceptionally, a new time. It will be 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, which is 9 p.m. Insta time, we understand that on the global level, it may be really early in the morning for all of you. But nonetheless, as you know, everything is recorded. We'll have another amazing guest, Sheila Seppi. She is the founder of the original concept of the Galactic Alliance and the Conscious Awakening Network. She is known as a walk-in from Andromeda. And we love our Andromedan brothers and sisters. So we're going to have another really beautiful cosmic Universal Conversation with Sheila Seppi, Sunday the 28th of January at 9 p.m. Eastern Time or 7 p.m. Mountain. But right now we're still with beautiful Tyler and Aaron and your presence radiant, really radiant, your truth, your authenticity, your journey speaks for itself. I love the way you've been very generous and you're sharing, very inspirational. I can see that. The chat room has been very grateful. Lots of positive energy, inspiration. Gentlemen, a few last words of inspiration for everyone, maybe. Uh, yeah, I'd actually like to address a question that we missed um, from Lisa. She said, Tyler, did you have any doubts when you have experiences or has that changed over time? Um, obviously, like there's always that cognitive dissonance that tries to explain away uh, an, a fantastic encounter that you might have. Uh, so early on, I used to have doubts and sometimes you kind of talk yourself out of it. But then I realized you're only doing yourself a disservice. Uh, and you I realized that um, it's all real. Like I just had I finally realized it's all real and now. And now when an experience, when I have an experience, I accept it as exactly what it presents itself, like as it is. And I don't question. I don't second guess. I mean, I'll second guess if it's like some being showing up telling me I need to do something. I'm like, well, wait, who are you? But um, <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't you just have to be confident in it and know that it's real. And then like, if you're if you're constantly second guessing, second guessing and, and you're, you're only going to create that distance between you and where you're trying to go. So just like dive in and know that all that everything that you think that you were told doesn't exist, it exists. And that self-doubt actually can be detrimental in, in a way, I think. And. And, you know, it doesn't, maybe sometimes it's not logical. There's, there's like the right thing to do and a logical thing to do. And, 
And the logical thing to do, you know, you should be aware of that sometimes because it might take you down the wrong path. And just go with your heart. I'm glad you caught that, Tyler. Thank you. And that was a really good question. And you're exactly that. So that was very powerful. Aaron, you would like to add something about that? Um, again, beautifully said, Tyler. <laughs> and yeah, just um, really make sure you're taking time to, to uh, step away from the noise and the chaos and connect with yourself and go inward and, um, and to get into your frequency and get into the love frequency as much as possible, connect with nature as much as possible, connect with each other as much as possible and form, form beautiful relationships. If you don't already have them, if you do connect with those people as much as possible um, and commit to the truth and commit to become the best version of yourself. And if you do that and, and if you stick with it and, and connect and uh, ask the universe to, to, um, to, uh, what am I trying to say? Ask the universe to uh, show you what you need to be doing or what you, to, to show you if you don't know what you, is or what you should be doing, like it'll, it'll bring it to you synchronistically. Um, and your life will just unfold in a magical way if you if you can do those things and just uh yeah, yeah just realize that fear is an illusion doesn't exist it's all in your it's all a mental program and that love is really all that exists so it's like if you can really get that uh deep knowingness of that uh the rest will fall into place yeah Beautiful. Absolutely. Beautifully said. Jeff, my friend, you have to add little words of wisdom or something? No, these guys said it all. Hmm. <laughs> I will Absolutely. I will I will add on to something Jeff said way earlier. Like um you said don't like you said something along the line of lines of seeing is not believing or don't trust your eyes. Like right now, everything everything can be faked. Like we yes. don't like right. seeing yes. isn't believing anymore. And that's very true. Like e even, I mean, I'm talking like uh, there's probably AI, AI out there that can look exactly like a human and you could have a conversation with them and oh you wouldn't God. even know. So, right. I mean, it, we, we did a whole webinar on clones and all the mm -hmm. possibilities and, and deep fake technology and all the ways we can be faked. And then the overall message was, um, you know, learn to see with your heart and your body, you know, there's a resonance, there's a truth, there's a frequency the truth carries a frequency. So does deception and learn how your body responds to the truth. Know what that feels like. So that can be your gauge when you go into any situation moving forward. You don't even have to hear what the person has to say. You can feel their energy and you can know exactly what they're saying without them even opening their mouth. And it'll save you a lot of time. And you don't have to search externally for the answers all the time. And you just kind of hone in on, on what your body is telling you in certain situations and learn how to identify what it means and uh that's what i'll end with that that's a wonderful way to wrap up our time together today because we always says you use your body as a way of communicating what does your body feel what is the feedback so absolutely really important exactly wise word exactly thank you Jeannie. well i don't know about you chef but this 
our time together felt like a blink of an eye. We were in a, in a time warp, like watching yeah. Star Trek, right? Oh, this is fun stuff, yeah. Finally, totally. this is good stuff here. Very, and I knew that would be that way. I just knew it. I'm like, Tyler and Aaron, again, from Journey to Truth Podcast, thank you so very much for taking your time to be with us. Um, I know we're going to see you more of you and really looking forward uh, for the conference in May. Mm -hmm. Rebels of Disclosures. So I told the team, I said, oh, I'll have my batch of Rebel. I can put it right here. I'm going to wear it proudly. <laughs> hey, that's a good idea. Maybe I'll get some made for all the speakers, some badge, yeah. some Rebel badge. Yeah. And of course, I'm always very grateful for my friend and Jeff, my friend and co-host Jeff for your presence being with us, coming so much strongly in your light, your wisdom, and your presence. I couldn't I couldn't do this podcast without you, my oh, friend. Oh, yeah, you could. It's, it's no big thing. <laughs> <laughs> I choose yeah, not to. So. <laughs> oh, and then we have a comment here. I have to show it on the screen. You two should do more shows together. Well, that's a good wink-wink invitation here. I like yeah. it. So thank you for the suggestion. Oh, yeah. That means that we are doing something very good here. So definitely you always welcome back here on the infinite star connections. It is from the infinity of our beings to yours that we send you love and gratitude. Well, always remember what the Octurian mentioned, walk in the certainty of your light, everyone. We will see you next time for another amazing episode. In the meantime, much love and gratitude to both of you today. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank, Thank you. you this was so much fun. It's been a blast. Thank you so much. Thank you.